She's been at the helm since her father passed away and says that giving her a chance to get to know her homeland in such a profound and direct way has been her father's greatest gift to her. So that's the story of how Waitstone got its start. But there's a lot more of the company's story to tell. How exactly did Mr. Yang overcome the special challenges Taiwan presents to would-be winemakers? Then, in addition to the challenges of land and climate, there were difficulties in getting farmers on board with the project. How did those issues get resolved? And of course, finally, we have to talk about the company's abrupt rise to fame and its well-heeled clientele, an exclusive club that's in on the secret that is wine made in Taiwan. I'm Curious John, and I'll see you again for part two next week. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Welcome to In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin. Marilisa Pia is from Milan, Italy. While backpacking in Asia, she got stuck in Taiwan because of the COVID-19 pandemic. While here, she has managed to get an ARC, that's the Alien Resident Certificate, started her own business, and loving Taiwan. Last week, she talked about her life before Taiwan, but today, we're really going to touch on the Taiwan part of her recent adventures. Okay, so then after 10 years, you decided you want to backpack in Asia. So Is that right? I, well, I took the excuse of my 30th birthday. Uh-huh. So I felt like uh, after 10 years, I ended up like uh, managing a gym with a spa, uh, like a very elite gym. Wow. Yeah, it was like, I, I don't think I could have gone higher than that. Uh-huh. It was like the most amazing uh private members health club with the best clientele uh-huh. with the best uh co-workers i had a beautiful job i could decide myself when to go for holiday when to work i was doing the schedule for everybody else wow. so um i you found met celebrities yeah i had okay. a lot of celebrities a lot of, celebr- a lot of okay. like uh, royal families as Ooh, well okay. yeah so the type of clientele that that was it wow um so i want to say you're lucky super okay. interesting yeah. uh i was super lucky yeah and um i had everything i wanted i also had two cats i had <laughs> i felt like um, you could just retire in yeah London. <laughs> yeah literally Literally, I felt like, okay, this is, this is it. No, but you still need to see the world because you're only 30 years old. So, There's still so much to see about the world. So you decided you've got to move on. I decided I'm getting a little too comfortable here. <laughs> um, okay. I had no attachments. I had, apart from that job that was beautiful in London that I loved, I had no attachment. I had no relationship at the moment. I had... Um, mm, no, no, you know, I didn't buy a house or anything like that. I attached me so much to mm. the place so and also like i took the excuse of my 30th birthday yeah and i said well let's do the last crazy thing uh-huh. which is leave everything and uh-huh. go backpacking and give my mom a heart attack <laughs> <laughs> okay so, so uh slowly i started to get my things together so it took about um a year and a half i would say to just save uh, those money i needed um so i i, I planned like 
a certain budget and uh, I planned like which countries I wanted to see. I, I wanted to give it a meaning. The meaning was to kind of go back to my roots, first of all. Uh, so that's why I started in Italy, okay. uh, a month in Italy, more than a month, month and a half in Italy, where I went back to obviously Milan to see my mom first. Uh -huh. And then I went to Sardinia. The Sardinia is where my uh, father was born. I just traveled South America after that. And um, I... I just went through like few different countries with a friend of mine in South America and it was absolutely amazing. Uh -huh. And then after a few months, like a four or five months that I was in South America, I, I felt the need to come back to Asia. Um, I came the, to Asia. The need to come back to Asia, but you weren't in Asia before. Were yeah, you? I, well, come back meaning I traveled uh, to Asia a few times before. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, oh, so okay. I went to uh, Hong Kong, South Korea, and then this time I did uh, Thailand for a month uh -huh. and Malaysia. And then uh, when I was in but, Thailand... But that was all travel, right? Fun. Just fun stuff. Yeah. So when I got to Thailand, I was actually like really tired of Thailand. I was like, oh, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Uh -huh. And I, it's been like almost six months traveling. Uh -huh. And uh, I was a little tired. Mm. And I said, I want to go somewhere I've been before, somewhere where I know I like, uh -huh. and somewhere I know I will feel good there. Mm. So I booked a flight to Taiwan. You visited Taiwan before? I visited Taiwan uh, twice before. Oh, okay. So last year, that was last year when I came and I rented a car and I went all over the island. Absolutely. That was the first time when you came? Yeah, uh, oh well, second time, second time. By yourself? Uh, the first time I was by myself. Second time I brought a friend with me because uh -huh. I wanted to like, people back in Europe don't really know about Taiwan. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. A lot of countries don't know about Taiwan. <laughs> and uh, I've been telling them about Taiwan so many times that in the end I managed to to bring, bring one friend, of yeah. them with me. Right. So it's not just one person that speaks about Taiwan, it's yeah. now two people that speak about <laughs> Taiwan. <laughs> I need some help, you know. Yeah. So I was planning to stay one, maybe two weeks, uh -huh. but I didn't have any other choice because after the first week I was here, all oh, the COVID. Yep, all the airports shut down. Okay. First case in Italy, everything started to go south and um, I got locked in. But you were here with your friend. No, 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 I was oh, by myself. Was, oh, okay. I was by myself. Oh, this is the third time here then? Third time here. Oh, got it. So you're by yourself and you got stuck. But you do have Italian friends here. No. Oh, you don't? No, 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 no. Oh, I okay. had only one Taiwanese friend. Taiwanese friend, yeah, right. Yeah, that okay. she was uh, living in London. Uh-huh. So she was doing that kind of work in holiday visa in London. Oh, okay. So her time was up. And she had to come back to Taiwan. Yeah. So I I came to visit her. We were both looking for a job. Mm. But obviously... Because she had just come back from London. Yeah, like oh, recently. Yeah. yeah. Then I also met this other uh, Argentinian girl that she was... She did exactly the same as me. She got stuck here. She created this Facebook group called <laughs> Stuck in Taiwan. <laughs> We did videos, we did interviews, we did. We went on all oh. national TVs. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, so okay. me and her basically founded uh, this Stuck in Taiwan. <laughs> that should be eventually made into a movie. It's just a perfect name for a movie. <laughs> so we both got together and we started fighting for something. We didn't even know what. <laughs> Aren't you glad 
you're stuck in Taiwan and not anywhere else yes, during this time. Yes, that's why at some point we actually turned the, the name of the Facebook group st from Stuck in Taiwan to Stuck in Taiwan dash best place to be. Yeah. <laughs> and I've done everything I could possibly do to just show the world what Taiwan has been doing so mm. far. I, I felt helpless because I felt like I had no voice. The only thing it was to just share Yeah. We on social media everything that Taiwan was doing and please 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 follow what they are doing like right. learn from the best. I really hope that this pandemic I kind know. of gave the whole world mm -hmm. a little bit more voice to Taiwan. Yay for Taiwan! Jayo, yeah. <laughs> I learned that. Jayo, add oil. That means yeah, go Taiwan, go. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. So what have you done so far? Stuck here? Pretty much everything. <laughs> so I was uh, a little desperate at the beginning. So I've been like trying to find students to teach English, uh -huh. uh, teach Italian, teach Spanish, whatever. Wow. Uh, wow. Or like dog sitting because my friends <laughs> had dogs. Yeah. So like dog sitting, dog walking, um, babysitting or like anything I could possibly do yeah. within like my reach uh -huh. and obviously without Chinese because let's not forget I don't speak a single word yeah. <laughs> so um, at the time when I arrived I was a little panicking uh -huh. I'm not gonna lie I was a little panicking then I started to to look for places to hire me okay um, that was a little difficult a lot of foreign I had a yeah. little difficulty because you're that. on a tourist visa right because you're on a tourist visa because you don't speak the language because yeah. maybe you have some paperwork that you didn't bring with you because you didn't come here to look for a job right. you were just backpacking I know you know like criminal records you couldn't get criminal records back from your country because your country was in a lockdown right you couldn't get your certificates like your uh, university degree certificate sent here because yeah. your country was in a lockdown, lockdown. <laughs> you know you, there, were, there were so many really difficulties by the end of my 180 days I managed to finally get a contract with a modeling agency okay And that's how I you got, got myself stay. into peace of mind yeah. and I got to stay and I got my ARC. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, ARC is the Alien Resident, resident Certificate. Yeah. yeah. That um, allows you to stay on a longer period. Yeah. So it allows you to uh, go out and come back in without right. the need of... Of another, a new visa or something A new like visa, yeah. Right. You have to have that in order to be able to work here too, right? Yes. Yeah. Of so. course, you need to have working permit. So right. um, I got my working permit from a modeling agency. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, after that, I started also to coach volleyball. It's been your dream. You started coaching. Yes. And I'm opening my own company. <laughs> Doing what? I'm making kombucha. It's a tea. Yes. But it's a fermented tea. Okay. It's actually coming from the traditional Chinese medicine, kombu. It's filled with probiotics, uh, uh -huh. vitamin B12 and the vitamin C. It takes a long time to, to brew. brew. Um, How does it, it taste? I guess it tastes pretty... Okay. The taste oh, no. is... Well... Okay. You guys have uh, stinky tofu, which is not my favorite. So let's say it's me. better than stinky tofu. 
anything is better than stinky tofu. So my my fermented kombucha, <laughs> it's uh, quite tasty because you can infuse it with many different flavors. You can infuse it with fruits. Okay. So um, I like it, and especially my gut like it. Yeah. So it's. Especially- I probably need that. I, I don't have very healthy gut. I've got a weak gut. <laughs> Here we go. That's like, one for you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I Wait, brought one for I was you. looking at that and I was thinking, what is that? Okay, so she's got me this really beautiful bottle here. But it's called Manbu Cha. Yes, that's the name that's of my... Name. Yeah, that's the name I gave to... Your the, brand. The brand, yes. It, it looks almost like a whiskey bottle. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Actually, it can be a very oh, good wow. replacement for soda. Instead of doing this like... for a, me? Yeah, sure. I'm so excited. Really? <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, thank you. I basically brew it for over three weeks each bottle. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So that's this... why it's called Mambu Cha, because it's a Mambu. Mambu slow means a slow step, walk. Yeah, slow walk. So my slow my, my uh, motto is uh, Mambu, your way to health. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Mari, so... I have never heard of this tea. I mean, believe it or not. I'm really amazed. I mean, I thought you're probably starting a business in something that I already heard of or something. But no, I've never heard of this. How did you even get to taste this tea? I mean, okay, by so, accident. Okay, huh? so uh, kombucha, it's actually... Because it's a very nice big source of probiotics, it's something I was looking, uh, I was looking for here in Taiwan to buy because it's something I usually drink. I usually have this in my diet back in London, and in the oh. US is also like very popular. Oh, the funny, okay. the funny fact is that this is trendy. Traditional Chinese medicine, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I um, didn't even know. I'm wondering why in Taiwan is actually not popular. Not popular, huh? uh, especially because of the benefits. The mm. benefits are really, really, really good benefits. Wow! Uh, for your gut, for your digestion, for immunity, especially right now where everyone is kind of like, oh yeah, aware, a little mm. bit more aware of their own health. Exactly. Um, I was looking for it and I couldn't find it here in Taiwan. I was like, how can it be possible? <laughs> like kombucha, it's Chinese. Like it's a Chinese name. How can it be possible? I cannot find it anywhere. So I started making it myself. For myself. Just like that. Oh, oh, okay. For yourself. Yeah, I and started then... making it for myself because I needed it. Because yes. I felt like a completely change of environment in a in a very different tropical environment that my body is not used to. Mm. I was starting getting, you know, like I, I felt like my immune, immune, immune system. system. Yeah, I was getting low. Yeah. So... I had a def- desperate need for probiotics, but I also didn't have much money yeah. to buy probiotics from, oh, you know, iHerb online and yeah, things like this. So <laughs> expensive. Yeah. So I decided to make um, to make them myself. And then I was making too much of it. <laughs> I was giving it to my friend and my uh-huh. friend were liking it and were saying like, oh my God, like, I you remember start a business. I used to, I used to drink these work back in the US. There's a oh. big um, ABC community here. Okay. And uh, I, because obviously they are the only people I can speak to. <laughs> <laughs> right. Then exactly. uh, everyone kind of told me like, I, I haven't seen these anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you should start a business. And I was like, yeah, why not? Oh so goodness. I made a logo in a five minute Minutes and uh, I opened an Instagram in 10 minutes uh-huh. and I started the business. But yes, I want to stay. I want to continue my volleyball coaching. I want to oh. continue my modeling here. Oh. And I want to continue my business. All the good reasons for you to be making Taiwan your second home. Yes. This is amazing. Wow. Uh, uh, next time I'll probably try to skip summer. <laughs> it's too hot. <laughs> I'll try to do six months here, six months in London or something because it's absolutely wow. too hot for me in the summer here. Oh, wow. It's 
really amazing to meet you, Malie, and also to hear your story. Keep on spreading the word about the goodness of Taiwan. But I also, will. And also continue to share your story. It's really inspiring, you oh. know. I don't know what else to say, but it's just really great. I'm really, and, I'm really happy to inspire people. I feel yeah, like if we yeah. are, if we've been sent to this world, just make something with it. And probably I won't be the best on doing some other things that other people, <laughs> you know, like I won't be the best chemist or the best uh, engineer, but at least I inspire people to live their life happy. Yay. Thank you so much, Mali. You're welcome. And I hope you keep in touch. And then, you know, we hear more about your story as your life develops in Taiwan. Okay. Yeah. Not a problem. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Shirley. Classic shorts, poems, and stories from Chinese literature. Hello and welcome to Classic Shorts. I'm Natalie So. The moon is at the brightest this time of year. And the moon was a very popular subject among Tang Dynasty poets. Today we're going to look at more poems from famous Tang Dynasty poets about how the moon inspired them. Nellie Bai is one of the most famous poets in all of Chinese history, and he loved to write about the moon. In this particular poem, Li Bai is inspired by the moon to think of someone he misses very much. This is his poem, Autumn Air. The autumn air is clear. The autumn moon is bright. Leaves that have fallen gather and scatter. Jackdaws roost and start anew. Yearning for each other, when shall we meet again? It is hard to love this night. About this time of year, the moon inspired Li to write about someone that he longed to see. Next is another poem about longing for a loved one when one looks at the moon. This one is written from the perspective of a wife whose husband is out to war. It's called Midnight Song Autumn. Over Tang'an shines a slice of moon and 10,000 wives can be heard washing clothes. An autumn wind blows without end, carrying my heart to the jade gates. When will peace come with the hulu and my husband return from his long journey? 
some poetry, we also see how the moon reflects the poet's relationship with nature, how nature is entwined with their lives and feelings. We can see this in Liu Fangping's work, Moonlit Night. As moon colors half my house, and the north star rises, and the south star sets, I can feel in the warm air the first moment of spring, and an insect singing at my green silk screen. Here's another translation. When moonbeams light more than half my house, and the Big Dipper and Southern Star crisscross. On such a night, I sense and smell a warm spring. In a cricket sound, passing by my green window screen. And we'll end with one last poem by the famous poet Wang Wei. He was a poet, politician, a painter, and musician of the Tang Dynasty. And he expresses his longing for the moon. Sitting alone in a bamboo grove, plucking a zither, repeating this song. Deep in the forest, in a spot unknown, waiting for a bright moon to come. Let's hear another translation of this poem about longing for the moon. Sitting alone in a bamboo grove, plucking a zither, repeating the song, deep in the forest, in a spot hard to find, a full moon is coming to shine. In these poems, we can see that the moon, to many Chinese poets, was a symbol of love and light, something very romantic and beautiful. I'll be bringing you more poems from Chinese poets about the moon this month. Thanks for tuning in to Classic Shorts. I'm Natalie So. The Sound of the Amis Tribe on Radio Taiwan International. Visit RTI at english.rti.org.tw You're listening to News Playlist. We've queued up some of the most interesting reports for you, brought to you by Radio Taiwan International.
Welcome to News Playlist. I'm Paula Chow, your program host. Tree houses are rare in Taiwan, as most people don't have properties with backyards, and even those who do generally don't have much in the way of trees. But in Zhanghua County, there's a special tree house that people travel from across Taiwan just to see. You may have heard the English nursery rhyme about a little old lady who lives in a shoe. Well, have you heard of the little old lady with a full-size tree in her bathroom? Miss Huang lives in a three-story building that her husband built for them 40 years ago—a building centered around a tree. Miss Huang's husband, being the tree hugger that he was, refused to cut the tree down after he purchased the land. His solution was to build around the tree, letting it extend through the bathroom on the second floor and poke out the other side of the building. The building looks like it's almost completely wrapped in green. Miss Huang says the tree keeps the heat away, and she never has to turn on the air conditioning. Catherine Wei, RTI News. It's freezing cold up in the mountains. You want to heat up some food, but you can't start a fire. What can you do? The Agriculture Council has come up with a solution using grounded oyster shells. The convenience of ready-to-eat meal packs is that you just have to pour the content into a pot and heat it up on the stove. But to elderly people and hikers out in the mountains, heating up food could be hazardous. The Agriculture Council was able to find a solution by putting discarded oyster shells to good use. Taiwan throws away about 1.7 million metric tons of oyster shells every year. Experts have discovered that grounded oyster shells can be made into heat packs. When it interacts with water, it will produce heat. The water temperature can reach up to 90 degrees Celsius after about seven minutes. The hot water can heat up the meal pack to 50 degrees Celsius, and the food stays hot for 20 minutes. This is good news for the 38 million U.S. dollar ready-to-eat meal pack industry in Taiwan. Currently, the council is applying for a patent for the technology. The council guarantees that the heat packs will be totally safe and environmentally friendly. Shirley Lin, RTI News. Rescuing lost and injured hikers in the mountains is dangerous work, but experienced rescuers know what they are doing. A few teams in the rugged center of Taiwan are so confident in their skills that they have even started rappelling down some of Taiwan's most treacherous slopes just to collect garbage left by careless visitors. It may look like a mountain rescue operation, but isn't a person these rescue teams are looking for. Instead, the target is garbage tossed by hikers in hard-to-reach mountainous areas. Over 100 workers from 20 rescue teams and charity groups were there for the operation. They scoured the difficult slopes of Hehuan and Wuling Mountains in central Taiwan, picking up all the litter they could find. The goal was to make the slopes clean for the upcoming National Day long weekend. The workers made sure to don full gear and use cables and ropes to rappel down the steep slopes. Temperatures were low, there was drizzle in the air, and a low fog set in, but the workers were undeterred. In just over half a day, they filled 30 big trash bags. The organizer of the event hopes that it will lead people to be more considerate when visiting wild areas, leaving only footprints behind. Shirley Lin, RTI News.
This is News Playlist, a weekly rundown of some of the most interesting news reports brought to you by RTI. Watch along on YouTube if you like, or close your eyes and enjoy these stories by way of sound. In Taiwan, rain is inevitable, but exactly when and where will it fall and for how long? Weather forecasts give a general idea, but what if you need more precise information, say in order to decide when to hand up your laundry? A new app developed by the Science Ministry has you covered. It may seem like a somewhat unlikely project for the National Science and Technology Center for Disaster Reduction to undertake. After all, a little drizzle is hardly a disaster. But the center has unveiled an app that will forecast rain in your area over the following hour with a high degree of precision. The app covers an area in a 10-kilometer radius around the user, giving a local minute-by-minute picture not available from regular weather forecasts. The center's head says the app combines data from the Central Weather Bureau's 11 weather stations around Taiwan and its radar data with observations from satellite constellation Formosat 7 and forecasting technology developed by two Taiwanese universities. The addition of information from Formosat 7 in particular can make these short-term forecasts up to 10% more accurate. John Van Trieste, RTI News. If you are sick of stories about viruses and disease, then we're afraid we have some bad news for you. As if a month of COVID-19 weren't enough, now flu season is just about upon us here in the Northern Hemisphere. The silver lining? Taiwan's clinics are prepared, and some have already started giving flu shots. COVID-19 vaccines may still be far away, but if you're worried about getting sick, there's still one thing you can do. Get a flu shot. Doctors warn that due to the nature of the viruses involved in COVID-19 and the flu, it can be hard to tell what you've come down with if you fall ill. There's even a risk of double infection. In Taiwan, a fair number of people are heeding this warning. Though publicly funded flu shots won't be available until October 5th, some clinics are letting those willing to pay out of pocket get their shots now. It only costs around 35 U.S. dollars per person. You can search on the CDC website for clinics near you that have the vaccine in stock. Officials say there will be plenty to go around. The total government stock sits at 6.33 million doses. With these shots and those given to those who pay out of pocket combined, it's estimated that more than 30% of Taiwan's population can get a flu shot this year. John Van Trieste, RTI News. How do you celebrate a god's birthday? Well, if you're in southern Taiwan, then you do it the old-fashioned way, with what's called a liu shui xi, a catered banquet cooked right on site and for one temple. That means serving one of the most prized fishes in the sea. People stand in long lines holding their plates. They're queuing up for fresh sashimi from a 68-kilo yellowfin tuna. And the reason for the free banquet? They're celebrating the birthday of a god who's worshipped here at Nansheng Temple in the southernmost county of Pingdong. This woman says only at Nansheng Temple will you find such a massive serving of sashimi. A temple official says a lot of people came to celebrate and they wanted them to share in the happiness and blessings. And this is no small feast, 45 tables in all. 
This official says they often change the menu to give people something to look forward to, hence the yellowfin tuna sashimi. Banquets in southern Taiwan are known for their extravagance, serving up whole lobsters, mullet roe, and towers packed with fruit. It gives the gods a lot of face, and the guests love it too. Andrew Ryan, RTI News. And that's all we have for this week's edition of News Playlist. I hope you have enjoyed listening to our show today. For any comments or suggestions, you may write to rti at rti.org.tw. Once again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. For Radio Taiwan International, I'm Paula Chow. See you next week. Bye-bye. What do you know about Taiwan? I know who the president is. What about their local music and food? Well, hmm, what do you suggest? Tune in to Radio Taiwan International. Here at RTI, we offer the authentic Taiwan experience. You hear the sound of remote attractions, the local food, music, the lives of real Taiwanese as they live it. Visit english.rti.org.tw. Listen to the real Taiwan. RTI news, programs, pictures, and more online at english.rti.org.tw. Check it out. Check it out. As of Friday, 18 September, St. Vincent and Grenadines was COVID-19 free. From the very onset of this global crisis, Taiwan shared with us the wealth of its technical expertise and experience in the form of protocols for implementation, as well as equipment and medicines for managing and containing the virus. Hello and welcome to this week's online brought to you by Radio Taiwan International. I'm Carlson Wong. Ambassador Andrea Bowman, the ambassador of St. Vincent and the Grenadines, said her embassy just celebrated the first anniversary of the opening of SVG Embassy in Taiwan in August. It has been a very busy year, the ambassador said, especially the year 2020 has been a challenging year for everyone in the world. But Ambassador Andrea Bowman said there are pleased to say they have gone from strength to strength. Faced with COVID-19, St. Vincent and the Grenadines and Taiwan have worked hand-in-hand to contain the virus in the Caribbean country. Ambassador Andrea Bowman said as of September 18th, St. Vincent and the Grenadines is free from coronavirus. And our guest today is Ambassador Andrea Bowman. Ambassador, how is the situation of COVID-19 right now in your country, St. Vincent and the Grenadines? As of Friday, 18 September, St. Vincent and the Grenadines was COVID-19 free, which means That's that of the 64 positive cases which we had, all have recovered. We have no active cases, we have had no deaths, and we have tested 4,480. 
85 persons. We are very heartened by this situation. Just to contextualize that a little bit, St. Vincent de Grenadines has 110,000 people. And so there's a very high percentage of the uh, testing. Very high. Yes. yes. And by the way, so are you planning actually to open up tourism in the future? Honestly, we have never closed our borders, but as you know, because of the international flight hmm. restrictions and what have you, we have had quite some cutback where that is concerned. But I'll expand on that later mm-hmm. on. It's good news that uh, as of September 18th, St. Vincent and the Grenadines is COVID-19 free. I think there's only probably around 20 countries in the world, you know, which are COVID-19 free and has Taiwan in any way provided any assistance to uh, St. Vincent and the Grenadines in this regard? Very much so. Taiwan has been one of our most consistent and generous partners in combating this pandemic. Taiwan does help and Taiwan did help. From the very onset of this global crisis, Taiwan shared with us the wealth of its technical expertise and experience in the form of protocols for implementation, as well as equipment and medicines for managing and containing the virus. St. Vincent and the Grenadines received from Taiwan tens of thousands of surgical masks in more than one shipment. N95 masks, isolation gowns, protective overalls, auto-temperature measurement stations. We received two PCR machines valued at over 30,000 US dollars per machine. I actually went to collect those. We received infrared thermal scanners, infrared forehead thermometers, four ventilators, and hydroquine tablets. These were all from the government of Taiwan. But the Taiwanese NGO community also displayed its generosity towards us. Wanan Bank, Jason of Global, as well as businessmen Ali Du and Mike Hung, donated hundreds of masks to our students here in Taiwan, not just in Taipei, but throughout Taiwan. Our embassy, on behalf of St. Vincent and the Grenadines, has also received a donation of 100 sets of personal protective equipment and surgical gowns from Jifan Industrial Corporation in Taiwan. So you see, Taiwan has coalesced in providing vitally tangible assistance to its friend. And for this, we would always be grateful. Mm -hmm. So the government actually provides uh, all the necessary equipment to St. Vincent and the Grenadines. And NGOs in Taiwan provide assistance to more than 100 students uh, here in Taiwan. Yes. 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 And... uh, we we know that you mentioned earlier that uh, St. Vincent has never closed its borders, mm-hmm. but we all understand that this pandemic has caused some kind of impact, especially, mm-hmm. um, I think, every country, even uh, St. Vincent. What about in the area of economy and tourism? How, is, how has it impacted your country? Mm-hmm. Our country's tourism industry has been negatively impacted as has every other tourism industry, which depends on international flights. Hoteliers in Vincent the Grenadines have been promoting staycations for Vincentians and other innovative means of generating forms of income for their sustenance. The government has also instituted a partial income subsidy, which targets the hospitality industry. 
Our Grenadine Islands have, to some extent, maintained yacht arrivals because our borders were never officially closed, as I said. We had a managed entry protocol which worked for us. Of course, the pandemic's impact on our wider economy has had to be cushioned by governmental subsidies to most sectors of the economy, and direct investments have had to be made in order to stimulate activity. Temporary unemployment benefits, assistance to the entertainment industry, assistance for farmers in an attempt to increase their production of export and Taiwan has been working with us in this regard for some time. All of these measures and more form part of our government's approach to finding viable ways of living with and maintaining livelihoods in the midst of COVID-19's challenge. Staycation, can you tell us more about this ambassador? Good. This is where Vincentians are being invited to explore our own 32 islands and keys explore our own 32 islands and keys and stay in the hotels in our 32 islands and keys which is not what vincentians would normally do when they're thinking in terms of a vacation they think of going Mm -hmm. overseas and going elsewhere so staycations have been um specially adjusted with in terms of price and offerings and so on to attract Vincentians to come in and enjoy the amenities of their own hotels. Yeah, pretty much uh, the same as I think what major countries in the world, including here in Taiwan, that's what we do as well. Mm-hmm. You know, since we do not have international yes. tourists, what mm-hmm. we do is encourage the local people to travel and stay at all these hotels yes. and resorts. You, know. yes. you see, we have to find ways of coping. We all yes. have to find ways yes. of coping. You're listening to Underline, brought to you by Radio Taiwan International. I'm Carlson Wong. Today I'm speaking with the Ambassador of St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Ambassador Andrea Bowman. Well, with the pandemic, uh, we know that shows that good health care system is very important and how can Taiwan and SVG in this case increase the cooperation in this area in particular? Mm-hmm. Healthcare has always been one of the major areas of cooperation between St. Vincent and the Grenadines and Taiwan. Thus the infrastructure is already there, having been laid from the inception of our diplomatic relations in 1981. In this new crisis scenario, however, public health cooperation is vital. And to some extent, we are ahead of the game in that a number of our students here in Taiwan graduated this year with degrees specific to public health and laboratory science. These graduates are on their way home to contribute in this regard. Added to this, our Ministry of Health, Wellness and the Environment has specifically asked for more persons to be trained in molecular lab skills and PCR skills in order to strengthen our capacity in these areas so that our health system would be able to meet the increased demand for these services and be able to maintain a 24-hour system. Mm -hmm. We have, uh, I know, more than 100 students from St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Last time I interviewed two students from St. Vincent, mm-hmm. uh, they speak Cerilia. very highly yes. of the embassy and of uh, what the ambassador has done to provide assistance to them. Mm-hmm. So what kind of assistance do you normally provide to all these students? To our students, 
Well, I did tell you that taking care of our students in our last interview, I yes, did say that yes. to you. Taking care of our um, students was one of our embassies major priorities. I'm pleased to report now that after one year's existence, the least that we have had is physical contact with each of these students. Not only have we gone outside of Taipei to meet with students and other Vincentians in Hualien, Taichung, and Kaohsiung, but we endeavor to keep abreast of their needs with which we are able to assist. Of course, we have had to provide consular services for our community, but most importantly, we are convinced that the Vincentian community in Taiwan has confidence in our embassy's role as their home away from home. Mm-hmm. But how do you, um, Ambassador, because I know that this is a very small embassy with uh, limited manpower, mm-hmm. how do you maintain your connection with more than 100 students and you have to uh, go to different, I mean, Taiwan is not that big, but it's not mm-hmm. small. You have to travel to different parts of Taiwan, to the south, to the mm-hmm. east, and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yes, we actually have the help of what is called an association of Vincentian students. The actual name of the association is Vincentians in Taiwan Association, VITA, V-I-T-A, Vincentians in Taiwan Association. And I regard this association as vital Mm -hmm. (laughs) to our community and to our ability to maintain communication with the students. And not just the students, the wider Vincentian community. Now, With regard to VITA, there is an elected executive with committee members throughout Taiwan. This association is actually three years old. The formal election of members first took place in June 2017. Prior to this, the organization was highly functional, though loosely structured. So contact is maintained primarily through social media. However, within the last 12-month period, our embassy has met with the executive and the embassy facilities have been used for executive meetings. There is a vibrance to this association, which is at present assisting our incoming batch of scholarship students with finding accommodation. So you know our most of our students, the new scholarship winners should be here by the beginning of October. Yeah. So right now, VITA is on the ground, literally and figuratively, Trying in terms to of sourcing them. accommodation mm-hmm. in order to facilitate. Yes, the, stu- you know. the two students I interviewed before, and they said that uh, they were met once they touched down in Taiwan. Physically met yes. at the airport yes. and then taken around. Right. So I'd and, say it's very uh, hands-on. Yes, on they the said ground. they had been taken mm-hmm. good care of ever since then. So, you know, that in a way helps them break the cultural, you know, uh, uh, barrier. Shock. Yes, mm-hmm. the cultural shock. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Well, a high school, this is an interesting story that I came across recently, a high school in SVG in St. Vincent. Mm-hmm. And it happens to be the high school mm-hmm. that you were the headmistress before. And this is the St. Vincent Girls High School. Yeah. Now, recently it has put uh, Mandarin classes on its curriculum. Mm-hmm. Uh, supposedly, of course, this uh, idea came from you, Ambassador. Mm-hmm. Would you uh, elaborate on that? <laughs> yes. I'm so pleased about this pilot program at the Girls High School. The idea for this program was actually presented to me on the 7th of October, 2019, when our embassy officially opened its doors for business. Zulika Lewis 
a journalist and a past student of the girls' high school who was at the time a final year student at Ming Chong University had come to our embassy as the first person to interview me on our embassy's opening. After our interview, she reflected on her Mandarin learning experience in Taiwan and the vistas which this has opened for her. She then asked if a Mandarin learning program couldn't be instituted at her alma mater in St. Vincent and the mm-hmm. Grenadines, which also happens to be my alma mater <laughs> in St. Vincent and the Grenadines. And here we are today. And that was the first part of our interview with the ambassador of St. Vincent and the Grenadines, Ambassador Andrea Bowman. Do join us again next week as Ambassador Andrea Bowman will tell us her experience living in Taiwan as a diplomat during the coronavirus pandemic. And she will also tell us how her country will support Taiwan to take part in the international organizations. And that's it for this week's On the Line brought to you by Radio Taiwan International. I'm Carlson Wong. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Then goodbye. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.